Hi, Ellen. Very Hello, nice to see you on my podcast today. Ellen, you are the 1992 Olympic champion over 800 meter. That's one of the toughest disciplines there is. Uh, and it's a very individual discipline because in the last 100 meter, you're all alone with all the suffering, etc. So how much is winning an Olympic gold medal over such a distance just an individual effort? And how much is it linked to a whole team that supported you in achieving this? Um, for me, it feels um, achieving um, a performance like that, an Olympic uh, a medal, is very much a team effort, actually. In the race itself, you're by yourself. But the whole preparation, and the preparation is years and years, you do with a team. I had a team with a coach, with other athletes I always trained with, with a physical therapist, with a sports doctor. And they were all important for me. And even in the race, I felt they were there. And of course, the performance in itself on that, that day in 1992, I had to do by myself. But with all the uh, preparation I had with my team, I couldn't have done it differently. So in my opinion, it's always a team effort. Now, you had a very interesting career. You started as an athlete. You then became an athlete's manager and are today actually meet director of two meetings that are outside of Holland and uh, I think of one in Holland. So how, how does your perception of working with other change or did you already have that group attitude because, as you said, you were in a team? Yeah, I think I... Um always had a kind of group attitude. Even my former coach, when I was an athlete, always said that I was thinking too much about others and too little about myself, except in the race. And um, um, for example, if, if a training camp had to be organized for, um, for our training group, I was always the one doing that. You know, if there was an issue with somebody in the group, I was trying to solve it. So I, I think I always had a kind of group attitude. But at the same time, um, I also always had a call in mind, which I really wanted to go for. And that does help me in my current career. Um, I work with different teams. I work with a team here in our office. Um, we do have an office with quite a few people. And um, um, we take care of athletes management and we take care of, um, of events. I'm now mainly responsible for uh, for the for the events, but I also work with other teams, like um, the teams which you have, for example, the FBK Games, um, uh, athletics competition in the Netherlands. I work with the people at that event, but I also work with the people in China on our Chinese events, and these are all different teams, and you um, you need to have a different approach towards each team, otherwise it doesn't work. It's a completely different. Um, way of working with, for example, the people in China or, or the people in Holland. This year I did also an event in Poland, and that's again a whole different um, culture and a whole. It was a whole different team, but I loved it. I, I really like to work with different. So, so in what way are are these teams different? Is the environment different? Are are, are people very different? I mean, do you find really that like uh, uh, there's some better or worse people or some easier or not easier people? How, how is the difference coming along? Uh, the difference, it's it's the people. And um, 
and of course I'm I'm different for for these people as well. But for example, working in China um, requires a different attitude. In the beginning, I did I think all the things wrong as a Western per- person in China. I was very direct. Dutch people are in general quite direct anyway, and um, and I didn't really um, take care of the hierarchy, which is quite important in China and which is less important in Holland. So it took me a while to find out how to work best with Chinese people. Um, um, and so that's a very different but way that, of working. That, that are cultural differences, yeah. right? Yeah, that true. is not... So do, do you, if you look at your worldwide experience, is actually... Um, is there a big difference, not in, in respect of culture, but in respect of people uh, when, when you work around the world? Yes, true. Of course, this was the culture, but it's also the personalities. People have a different personality. And sometimes it's um, difficult to find out why a certain way of working um, is going really fluently or why it's not going so fluently. And then it's and then I sometimes find out it's my personality with the personality of the other. If that matches or if there is um, some kind of understanding, um, your own personality... Um, at least that's how it works with me. I always think that the way I think that other people think the same, but it doesn't work like that. Uh, other people think sometimes in a very different way. And uh, and that sometimes takes a while. And if you find out what characterizes the differences, then it's also easier to, um, to get along or to get things done. That's certainly what took me longest in my career to understand that uh, if I come to a solution and an opinion that the other person does not necessarily come to the same, but is neither stupid nor um, wants something bad for me or or has political reasons, just simply their own feeling, their personality leads to another perception and to another logic. Yeah, true. And when, when you... That's very interesting also in the elite athlete field. Do you do you think if you look at, at your management experience of top athletes, do they often understand or always understand how important their team behind them is? Or do they sometimes just focus too much on who they are alone? Yes, I think the latter. Um, some athletes do understand how much how important a team is, but not all of them. And sometimes it takes a while. And um, yeah, it also depends on their personality and how much they're open to learn and and, and to also um, see how they can develop themselves in a team to get a little further. It's very different. My experience has always been that the moment you, you start having athletes with issues suddenly they realize how important it is that they are not alone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially when the career is going not fluently at one point, um, they realize that, yeah. And it's 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 sometimes a little bit sad that also, um, at least I find that sad, that at least in the, in the phase that they are not uh, on the top yet, um, they also realize that. And sometimes they forget it a little bit on the way up. Not everybody, but some. But then if there are issues, then um, the realization comes quicker. Yeah. Well, I think we we both have seen that a lot. I mean, it's yeah. uh, 
and that's that's an interesting point it's uh, how important is the ability within a team to say thank you to recognize the value of what somebody else did in the team yeah that is very important but i think for a lot of people it's that's difficult for me sometimes too um, I know a little bit on how I work. I'm sometimes a little bit too focused on the result, on what I want to achieve. And um, that sometimes I forget to think about the other people who help me. And not always, but uh, it depends on on um, how stressed out or how busy you are. And then you tend to forget it or uh, you don't want to think about it because you can just not, not, um, not use it at that point. And... If you, if you look at now the difference in athletes and organizers, as, as you said, you, you manage two Diamond League meetings, so the highest level in Poland and in China. Um, you have one of the very good meetings in Holland that you're in charge of, actually by far the best meeting in Holland. Um, there's a lot of people that work in there that are not hired, that are volunteers. Yes. So what's is there a different approach between volunteers on one hand and hired people on the other hand yes i think so it is um volunteers most of the time do need recognition um um do need to hear thank you but also like to um like to see um what their added value is they like to feel that and at the same time they like to be respected it's not because they are a volunteer that um, they want to do everything. So um, I think a careful a, a approach towards volunteers is, 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 yeah, is essential. Like, for example, in, the, in the, the meeting in Holland, we have like 400 volunteers. And we have each group of volunteers has one team leader. And, um, and we, we really try to take good care because, I mean, without volunteers, it's simply not possible to have an athletics meeting. As we said, you're working in Holland, but also very much internationally. How has this media development, the digital media, changed the cooperation for you over the time? Um, it has made things a lot, um, how do you say that? Yeah, honestly, it has made things a lot easier, but on the other hand, also a little bit more complicated. I'm still from the area that we didn't have a mobile phone. So, um, I mean, of course you have to adapt and um, I can hardly imagine how we did our job in the past. I, I have no idea. I mean, you've been a media organizer yourself. How did we invite 200 athletes without a mobile phone? And my, my old boss, Andreas Brücker said always by having the phone numbers of their moms. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, yes. and that is that is actually true. He always got in contact via the mothers of the athletes with them. Yeah. Um, but but you, you see, especially with regards to respecting, acknowledging, I personally always find that more difficult on digital than face to face. Um, I have invested now a lot into trying to find out how can you make that better but i one of the conclusions i had is i need to take extra time 
shall I say that? Socialize on digital media. You don't have the coffee breaks. You, you, you're, you're not meeting by chance. So I need to plan that. And I, di and I didn't do that for, for, for many, many years because I just saw, oh, it's work. So let's get to the point. But then I realize what the people are telling me is you're very far away from us, Patrick. Yes, that's true, and that I think we've seen very much in the pandemic time, because all of a sudden we were not we were not in the office anymore. We were working at home. We had a lot of Teams meetings or Zoom meetings instead of that we were traveling um, to one another. And we all thought in the beginning, oh, this works perfectly. You know, it's it takes less time. But after a while, I think a lot of people, at least I had that too, found out it might be effective in one way but in the other way it doesn't because a lot of the the, the small talks has has disappeared and, and and this is so important for um for a lot of background information for for the social uh, contact and also um to uh, to keep the team together because only working in in how do you say that um distant from one another is a whole different thing that if you go for a walk on a lunch break or um do these kind of things together. I find it very more difficult to keep a team together if you don't see each other often enough. Um, actually, even in our sports, um, uh, we, we had lots of examples, you know, especially younger athletes that were coached by elite people online. And to my knowledge, that never turned out well. Unless, of course, the athlete and the coach knew each other for years. But all the new experiments always ended with burnout, with the athletes not making it anymore because you it's it's difficult to to grasp like it's really hard to see is somebody really tired or yeah. are they are they just trying to look tired to avoid the next hard unit. Yes. Yes, but the coach has to see an athlete and I think in normal life it works like that as well. But a coach when he sees an athlete getting on the track, he kind of can already sense how the athlete is feeling, you know, the way he um, he arrives, etc. If you don't see all that, if it's only in a digital environment, I don't believe in that. Yeah, I think I think this is um, where, where you need really then to find other ways. Yeah, you need to to make a special time, make a special effort to find yeah. that out, have more assessments, etc. Going on. That's true. You have to take more effort to uh, to make it work. So, Ellen, um, who is going to be the next Olympic champion over 800 meters? The next Olympic champion. So, in um, in 24, Kelly um, Hodgkinson. That's a very good example of somebody that really acknowledges that she has a great team behind her. And uh, I, I would have thought that is possible because that's one of these persons that actually is relying on a group of people that might help her be really strong at the moment uh, when it gets important. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen, thanks a lot. Um, great learning. And I'll see you very soon again. See you soon. Okay.